This is an Okie Doke production. The Iscariot Generation podcast may contain adult themes or adult language. It is not intended for children or those who are easily offended. If you want to turn the channel, go ahead, fool. Turn the channel. If you want to learn something about God, shut your mouth and listen to me for a minute. It's not fake. It's faith. We've seen midgets grow. We've seen arms and legs that stop growing because the growth cells have stopped. I don't make this stuff up. Take the fresh breath of the spirit. The word of God is his word. The job of the preacher is to bring fresh birth. Let's call it evil. Where does evil come from? Religion. Hey everybody, it's Phil and this is the Scary Generation. Now this is the last week of summer break and instead of looking back at some of the highlights from the program as we've been doing, today I wanted to look ahead at what we're going to be covering for the rest of season two. We're still looking at religiously motivated crimes, but this time you're just going to have to deal with me because AD is going to be working more on our YouTube channel, Skeptic vs. Pagan. Uh, which I hope you'll also check out as we delve into a lot of different topics that have to do with myths, legends, urban legends, curses, conspiracy theories, the paranormal, uh, UFO stories, all kinds of stuff. And uh, we're going to look at a different story every week and debate as to whether or not it's truth or bullshit. So far, we've looked at the Robert Johnson curse of 27, which was, uh, what was the curse of 27J factor. You want to know more about that? You can watch that video. And we've also looked at the MK Ultra program. So please, if that kind of thing grabs you, head over to YouTube and check it out. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Hit that notification bell over there so that you can be updated every time we post something new. Now, there's also a channel on YouTube for this podcast called IGTV. And over there, I'll post some short videos having to do with some of the stuff we'll be discussing here and some other things that I just wouldn't have time to deal with here on the podcast. So I hope you'll subscribe to that as a companion to our program here and also to the Skeptic vs. Pagan channel where you can see video of some of our previous podcasts and all the new stuff we've been doing on that channel. Um, I did find out that there's another channel called IGTV and it's, uh, it's an Instagram channel. So make sure you type in Iscariot Generation IGTV when you're looking for our channel. That way you go to the right one. And I guess I'm probably going to have to change the name, but for now I'm sticking with it. I mean, there are so many YouTube channels out there that it's really hard to find an original name anymore. So I'm just going to keep using this one until someone tells me I have to stop. But anyways, let's go ahead and get on with uh, what we're talking about today. And... uh I had a friend ask me why I decided to, lo- to no longer post our full podcast on YouTube. And I, I kind of went over this before, but let me, let me tell you the full reason, okay? On this forum, I can pretty much talk about what I want to talk about. And I can use the actual intended grammar to discuss certain things. On YouTube, their guidelines have become so stringent that I'm constantly having to censor myself. Uh, for instance, I can't use words like suicide or rape, kill, shoot, Nazi, or even the name Adolf Hitler. And if I'm going to do a show about the Holocaust, you know, something like that, how can I be true to the subject matter if I can't even say the name of the monster that was responsible for it? 
It just makes no sense. So I was going to change the genre of the channel from entertainment to educational. But in order to do that, you have to list your degrees and your school affiliation. And I'm not a professor, so I can't do that. Um, why is this a big deal? Because this season I'm going to be looking at the Holocaust, which was probably the greatest religiously motivated crime ever. Um, and, you know, the Holocaust, that was the systematic annihilation of entire groups of people based on their religion or other factors that deemed them unworthy of life by their own government. And I'll get more into that when that podcast comes out next month. But my thing is, I, I, I've had to fight for videos to not be removed because I used a trigger word. I told you last week about the episode I did on QAnon and how I finally had to remove the entire podcast from the YouTube channel. And I don't want to continue to fight with them over this or edit my content because of their standards. If I get three strikes from them, they're going to delete my channel and I'm going to lose everything I ever uploaded to YouTube. So I, I think that the things we discuss on this podcast are important. I don't feel like I can really get my point across if I'm not even allowed to use the actual words for the actual crimes. Like, okay, here's an example. If I'm talking about someone who committed suicide, I can't say that they committed suicide. I would have to say that they unalived themselves. Now, when I'm typing that in, my spell check pops off as soon as I type it. You know why? Because it's not a word. It's a word that YouTube made up. The past tense of alive is dead, not unalived. It's just moronic bullshit to have to use made-up words to describe actual events. Uh, it reminds me of a bit by George Carlin, and even though this was comedy, you know, he warned us about this shit. He called it soft language, and it was bullshit then, and it's bullshit now, and I'm not going to do it. So, you know, YouTube is a free service, so they can set these types of standards and make you adhere to them. But the podcast is mine. I pay for the time, so I don't have those kinds of rules to go by on this platform. I mean, there's still limits. You know, you can't slander or defame people, but, you know, that's anywhere. All in all, I, I, here, I'm, I'm free to use actual words to describe the events I'm speaking of, and that's what matters. And that's why I no longer release this podcast on YouTube. And um, that's why I went back to a podcast-only format for, for this. So I'm just going to use the IGTV as a companion to this podcast, and that's it. So anyway, I hope, hope that explains why I did that, why I went back to this and all that. So uh, anyway, but right now I'm going to take a quick break, and then when I return, I'm going to talk about a few of the topics we're going to be dealing with for the rest of the season. So hang on a minute, and we'll be right back. Hey, have you ever listened to a podcast and thought, man, I'd love to do that? Well, you can, and the team at Buzzsprout is ready to help. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it'd be fun to have your own talk show, the Buzzsprout team is passionate about helping you succeed. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. You'll also get a great-looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and so much more. Just follow the link in the show notes so that Buzzsprout knows we sent you. 
By doing this, you'll not only help support our show, but you'll also get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. Over 100,000 podcasters already use Budsprout to get their message out to the world. You can too. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. Okay, welcome back to the Iscariot Generation. So as I said earlier, the rest of this season, I'm going to be flying solo as 80s working more on our other YouTube channel, Skeptic vs. Pagan. But I will be continuing the theme for this season, which is religiously motivated crimes. And I wanted to let you know about some of the topics we'll be dealing with over the first month. So uh, you may have noticed that the podcast is going to go back to a weekly podcast format rather than the bi-weekly format we've been doing. So I will release new episodes every Tuesday. And uh, so this is the last Tuesday of our summer break. And the fall half of season two will begin next Tuesday, the 15th. And on that first episode, I'm going to be talking about Jim and Tammy Faye Baker and the PTL scandals of the 1980s. I don't know if you remember a lot about this, but Jim and Tammy had the largest Christian program of the entire decade. I mean, they were even bigger than Pat Robertson's 700 Club. It grew so big that they even started their own Christian theme park in the backwoods of North Carolina. They called it Heritage USA. And, I mean, this was an evangelical's wet dream, okay? Rides, shows, food, a five-star hotel, time-sharing options, concerts, Bible studies, and even a chance to appear on national television as a member of the studio audience on the PTL Club program or other television programs that were produced by PTL Industries. I mean, this was huge. And uh, it was then, right at the height of the PTL success, that the proverbial shit hit the fan. The PTL club was broke and couldn't pay its shareholders. The promises that PTL made to its investors were not being kept. And these were promises like lifetime accommodations to its resort and hotel, uh, lifetime passes to the theme park, and of course their time-sharing options were just a nightmare. Rumors of Jim's sexuality were starting to hit the media as well, and it seemed that there were allegations everywhere, and these PTL producers were constantly trying to keep this stuff quiet. But then the biggest scandal hit, and this was when a young church secretary named Jessica Hahn accused Jim and another televangelist of raping her in a Florida hotel. She also said that Baker had paid her hush money to keep her from talking to the press. Sound familiar? A little bit, huh? Well, apparently it didn't work in that situation situation because the press found out and went to visit Han, who told her whole story. Now, this sparked an internal investigation that would not only see the end of the largest evangelical power team since Jesus and the Holy Ghost, but the end to the theme park and also to the hotel and the PTL channel. Jim would go to prison. He and Tammy would divorce and Pat Robertson, Jerry Falwell, and Paul Crouch would piss all over the ashes to rise to even greater heights in the evangelical world. I mean, this story has a little bit of everything, and I can't wait to share it with you next week. Honestly, I could probably spend the rest of the season just talking about this case, but I'm going to condense it down rapidly to get it all done in one episode. So that should be a hoot. The next episode, which will be released on April 22nd, will be concerning two brothers who believe they were prophets and enforcers of God. Their names are Ron and Dan Lafferty. Now, you probably heard of this story if you read the book or watched the Hulu miniseries, Under the Banner of Heaven. 
but there is a lot involved in this story, and it's just it's sad and horrifying at the same time. Uh, Ron and Dan came from a fundamentalist sect of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and later they formed their own group called School of the Prophets, and they did this along with their four brothers. Ron was the leader of this cult and wanted to be a polygamous group. You know, he wanted it to be that kind, but they could have multiple wives and all that. Well, Ron's sister-in-law, Brenda, who was married to Ron's brother, Alan, began to talk to the other brothers' wives and tell them, look, you don't have to go along with this. You know, she told the women, look, you know, there are other options. And the other wives soon decided that they didn't want to be co-wives, and Ron's and Dan's marriages would dissolve into divorce shortly after. And, you know, Ron blamed Brenda for this, and it caused a lot of tension between Ron and Alan. Well, Ron soon received a revelation from God that told him he was to remove Brenda and her 15-month-old daughter in order to save Alan's soul. Ron believed that Brenda was leading Alan astray, not only from Ron's teachings, but also from his faith in God. So once again, we will be discussing this case on the August 22nd episode. So I'm... I'm sure that's going to be very interesting. I'm researching it like crazy even now. Uh, the last episode we'll cover in August, which will be released on the 29th, we'll be exploring the unsolved murder of a nun named Catherine Sesnick. Uh, they called her Sister sister Kathy, and she taught English and drama at the all-girls Archbishop Keogh High School in Baltimore, Maryland. Some of her former students believed that there was a cover-up by authorities after she suspected that a priest at the high school was guilty of sexually abusing students. Again, sounds familiar. On uh, November 7, 1969, she left the apartment she shared with a colleague named Helen Russell Phillips at the Carriage House Apartments in Catonsville. She was going to the Edmondson Village Shopping Center to purchase a gift for her sister's engagement. She cast a, she cashed her paycheck at First National Bank in Catonsville that night and may have made a purchase at Mully's Bakery in Edmondson Village because a box of buns from that bakery was found in the front seat of her car. At 4.40 a.m. the next morning, Russell's friends, Peter McKeon and Gerald, or Gerard J. Koob, who were both Catholic priests, found Cessnick's car in muddy condition and illegally parked across from her apartment complex. Immediately after Cessnick's disappearance, police searched the area for her body without success. On January 3, 1970, her body was found by a hunter and his son in an informal landfill, landfill located in a remote area of Lansdowne. There is a great docuseries on Netflix about this called The Keepers. And uh, it really goes into a lot of detail concerning this case, and it's probably one of my main sources for the podcast we'll do. So I encourage you to watch that when you have a chance. But those are the uh, next three episodes, and I hope you'll check them out. And when the Iscariot Generation returns, I'm going to tell you about some more stuff coming up that I hope will pique your interest. So hold on, and we'll be right back. Hey, it's Phil from the Iscariot Generation. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you please help me out with something? If you listen on iTunes, could you please take a minute and leave me a five-star rating? It really does help us out a lot. Also, I wanted you to know that if you would like to contact me, you can leave a comment if you use CastBox. Or you can email me at iscariotgeneration at yahoo.com. Once again, that's all lowercase, 
all one word, Generation at yahoo.com. And don't forget to check out IGTV on YouTube. And all you have to do is type in Iscariot Generation in the search bar and it should pop up in your results. Once you do, don't forget to like and subscribe, and you can also leave messages in the comments section under the videos. And while you're on YouTube, don't forget to check out Skeptic vs. Pagan. This is a channel I do with my wife, Aidy, where we look at myths, legends, curses, conspiracy theories, urban legends, and more, with Aidy taking the believer's side and me taking the skeptical side. And don't forget to like and subscribe there as well. Thanks so much, and I can't wait to hear from you. Now let's get back to the show. And we're back. So I gave you a brief description of the next few episodes coming up as season two continues starting next week. But I wanted to let you know about some other things happening since we'll be returning to a podcast only format. Um, I'll bring you our weekly news segment again, um, highlighting some of the top stories of the week. And I'll be bringing back our dipshit of the week segment. And I don't want things to be too negative, though, so I'm also going to be highlighting, highlighting I can't talk today, a different person each week who went above and beyond the duties of being a good human being. And I'm going to call this our superstar of the week. So, uh, you know, just trying to keep a good balance, you know. Um, I think we need to hear those stories of people being good to each other, you know, because dipshits are easy to find in this age of Karens and Chads, but... Heroes are getting a lot more difficult to spot out there. And I just, you know, I think that's a sad thing. We become so easily offended and intolerant of others that it seems like we're a world of pissed off people, you know? There's just so much hate and violence out there right now. And and why is that? Well, when I was growing up, you know, it was considered rude and vulgar to banner your political or religious views. But now we live for it. And it's because there are so many outlets today in which you can express those views. Um, I mean, everyone has a social media page to get their views out. We all have phones that are constantly in our hands so that we can record videos of people being assholes to post all over the Internet. Uh, So many of us have podcasts or YouTube channels to express our opinions, you know, like I'm doing now. And uh, I mean, is that the is that the reason people are so angry? Did our advances in technology turn us into antisocial jerkwads that seem to hate everything? Or is it something more? Well, here's what I think. I think it's the fear of change. And I don't think that's anything new. Because of our technological advancements, we just see it on a grander scale than at any other time in history. From the very beginnings of civilization, each generation had some kind of cause You know, some kind of change that they felt needed to be made to make the world a better place. And the previous generation always felt threatened by it. Whether it be changes in religion, politics, or just life in general, change is never welcomed. Now, let me just use the United States as an example. When our founding fathers wanted to form a new nation and leave what they viewed as the oppressions of monarchy, a lot of people hated that. They had always been subjects of the king. They didn't know any other life. And because of that, a large number of people called the founders traitors and continued to support Britain throughout the revolution. In the next generation, the issues of slavery and states' rights became so heated that it caused the country to split and erupt into a civil war. The generation after that fought westward expansion, the building of the railroad, and women's suffrage. Families were literally splitting up as people felt the call to head west seeking gold and silver. 
the goals to use the railroad to make the journey easier and faster, or the development of the telegraph system to make correspondence and information easier and more accessible was met with very hostile responses, as people thought the country was getting too large and didn't like you know, the environmental, the environmental massacre that was going on as, you know, they were clearing all this land for tracks and telegraph poles. And families were also divided as women decided they no longer wanted to be just housewives. They wanted to work. They wanted to have the right to the same education that men had. They wanted to vote and hold political offices. They wanted their voices to be heard too, damn it. And these changes were not welcomed and a lot of violence incurred as a result. Then the next generation saw the rise of the industrial age, once again tearing down the landscape to make room for factories and mills that polluted the air and the water. And uh, the generation after that had to deal with alcohol prohibition and then the depression as well as two world wars that a lot of people felt we had no business being involved in. People began to lose all trust in the government and the banks. There were riots in the streets over labor unions, there were runs on banks, and there was a very real threat of nuclear war hanging in the air. Then the generation after that saw the rise of rock and roll, integration, the civil rights movement, and the fear of communism. There were book burnings, public marches, record burnings, lynchings, and violence everywhere. We saw the assassinations of civil rights leaders, political reformers, and even our own president as a result of the anger and tension that was so thick you could feel it in every corner of America. Then we had the Vietnam War in the next generation, another very controversial war. Students took to the streets to protest the draft and the war itself. Police gassing, fighting, and killing American citizens as we watched it all happening live on national television. The next generation saw the rise of technology. Satellites were used more commonly even to link us to live events such as the Elvis Presley concert that aired all over the world. The computer age took hold and began to control everything from your mail to your finances. Credit cards became a necessity. Jobs began to become obsolete as humans were no longer needed on every facet of an assembly line. The American public began to learn of awful and inhuman experiments that had been done on unwitting human beings such as the Tuskegee syphilis experiments or the MK Ultra operations. They saw the truth of government corruption in the Watergate scandal and it kept getting worse. The following generation saw the rise of divorces as single parent households and latchkey kids became the norm. Stories of serial killers and missing children dominated the news every night, and it was all blamed on the changes that had occurred over the years. You heard things like, Back in my day, we didn't have to lock our doors. Back in my day, we had more jobs done by men because we didn't have or need machines to do them. Back in my day, we didn't have as many divorces because a woman knew her place was in the home. Now they all want to be like that goddamn Mary Tyler Moore. Right? I mean, this generation also saw issues over abortion, disarmament, apartheid, and gay rights being debated and fought over. Abortion clinics being blown up by radical religious groups. Homosexuals being beaten and murdered for no other reason than the fact that they were homosexuals. And these issues still tear us apart today, as you can watch on the hundreds of news programs that now dominate the media. We live in an age where information is more available than at any other time in our history. But what are we doing with that information? Well, some use it to spread hate. Some use it to combat hate. Some use it to feed the fear of change that still brews in the minds of the former generations. 
So I ask again, why do we fear change so much? Why is it a threat to accept that the world moves on and we can't remain how we once were? I mean, do you really want to tell me that there are things that don't need to change? Because I think you would be wrong. Anytime a group of people are persecuted for their religious beliefs or lack of religious beliefs, something needs to change. Anytime a group of people are persecuted for their political ideas, something needs to change. Anytime a group of people are hunted down, threatened, beaten, or murdered because of their race or sexuality, something drastically needs to change. We cannot go on as we were. Changes need to be made. And these changes are good and necessary if we are to survive as a people. We must embrace the changes and change with them or we're doomed. Someone being different from me doesn't give me the right to hate them or hurt them. Our differences is what makes the world such a beautiful place. Now I'm going to admit that as I get older there are things that I miss from my childhood. Like I miss Saturday morning cartoons and lazy Sundays. I miss my friends and family that have passed away or just moved on. I miss the days when my only concerns were getting my homework and my chores done so I could relax the rest of the day. But that time is over now. The years have gone by and I'm a man now. I have more responsibilities, a family to provide for, and bills to pay. I couldn't remain the lazy, obtuse kid that I was. I had to grow up and face the truth of my situation. And it's the same with all of us. The world has moved on. Years have gone by. The world is changing and we must change with it. Well, until next week, I'm Phil, and remember, you don't have to be religious to do the right thing. Take it easy. I'm going to talk to you next week as Season 2 of The Scary Generation continues. So I'll talk to you later. Production.